Hey y'all, it's time for some damn good content. I'm Shelby Claymall, your host and business bestie. I'm a content creator, social media manager, and coach, keynote speaker, wife, and a mama of two who ditched her nine to five to build a thriving multi six-figure business solely using social media. Just like you, I'm a working mom and a wife with limited time. So I'm committed to cutting the fluff and delivering tips and fresh ideas straight to your earbuds on how you too can harness damn good content and create that type of business that you love and are proud of. Each week, we'll deep dive into strategy and mindset of building your brand on social media so that your confidence and success in the online space can skyrocket. Get ready to step outside of your comfort zone and start creating some damn good content. Are you ready? Let's freaking get it. All right, guys, welcome back to Damn Good Content. Uh, We have Heather Leto here with us today. As you know, maybe she works for us as head of operations for SCM and all of our content creators. And she also is a photographer on the side, does brand photography, family photography, all the things. So today we're going to talk about how she got involved with SCM and also why brand photography is important. So welcome. Thank Thank you for coming upstairs. (laughs) So it was a lot less scary when we were just downstairs talking about it. So today we had our monthly meeting in person and we got done early. So I was like, hey, Heather, do you want to go record a podcast? She's like, hell yes. And then we get up here and she's like, nope. I don't know that we've ever actually made this much eye contact. I know. Hey, oh my God, you have pretty eyes. Wow, thanks. Okay, why don't you go ahead and get to the backstory. Tell us um, where you came from, all that jazz, and then go into the how did you even get hooked to SCM. Um, I grew up in Central and Baton Rouge. Um Ended up in college at Southeastern. Um, Shelby and I met then just through some mutual friends. Um, I ended up working for her parents for a little while as a marketing intern. And, um, you know, graduated, moved back to Baton Rouge, did all that. I actually started working. What? Is that bad? No, I I got that. I know, it's weird. I don't want to look at you. You don't. Um, Moved back to Baton Rouge. I started working in orthodontics. Actually, truthfully, don't even remember applying for the job that I ended up getting. It's my first job out of college, yeah. but it worked out. Um, led me to an even better orthodontic practice, um, Sherman Bellhoff. They're amazing. I learned a lot working there, but um, kind of always felt like I needed to climb the ladder. And I did. I ended up working for a large healthcare system for eight months, and that was you know, what made me realize that was not for me. In that moment, I decided I'm picking back up on photography. I kind of lost my love for it in college a little bit when I was um, majoring in that. Yeah. I think just because it took the, it took the creativity out of it for me when I was forced to take pictures of certain things, have it a certain way. And I can handle criticism pretty well, but it was put your picture up and everyone tells you what they hate about it. Yeah. So that took, that away for me because I've always loved photography since I was a child. Um, after Sherman and Bellhoff, I went to the large healthcare system. It was it was just not for me, so that's when I decided I'm gonna blow up my photography business and I'm gonna focus it more on businesses. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to focus on getting accounts, um, local businesses that need headshots. Um, I don't know any type of brand photography because truthfully I was not the one that you know people like me you know younger females were not in that space as much as um men were 
photographing for magazines or corporations or whatever. So I wanted to try to stand out in some kind of way. So during my Instagram, I started following um, a business in Baton Rouge in Curryville, and they were looking for a marketing director. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll apply there. And so I applied there. Um, started working for that title company for almost two years. Um, really picked back up on the photography a lot. Incorporated it with um, some agents and lenders that I was working with and did like team branding headshots, branding packages, whatever. So I got a lot of practice in it there. This is really drawn out, but it all makes sense. Um, and then I had a son. And I was like, I'm not fully following my dream. My husband was constantly pushing me. You're so good at this. You know, focus on this. And I really, it stopped me one day. I was like, I can never look this little boy in the eyes and tell him, follow your dreams, follow your dreams. And then, but your mom never did. So yeah. that's whenever I um, saw what Shelby was doing on social media. Um, Shelby and I hadn't talked in years, but always, you know, saw her. You know, and when I saw her showing up, like doing her own business thing, I was like, wow, I want to do that. So I slid her DMs. You're in my DMs. I want you to go back. I wanted to, because I don't think I know this part, but in that moment, like what were you feeling? Like what made you send the DM? Like you had my phone number. Like what made you not, like what made you say, you know, I'm going to reach out to her in a DM and say, are you hiring? Because you had posted a story and I think I swiped up to it. Okay. I don't know. I could find it. But I remember that you came I into the DM and I was like, oh, I don't hire anyone. I had just had a bad experience of hiring full time. And I was like, one, can we afford it? Do I want another full time employee? Do we have enough work for all men? <coughs> and then I literally was like, you know what? I need this full time employee. And I feel like we have enough work to be constantly stable supply. Yes. So I don't know. I mean, I guess looking at it, I've lost the love for photography before. So I knew photography full-time was never going to be sustainable for me um, because I am very protective of my passion there. Like, I don't ever want it to be where I'm having to take so many photography jobs that I just am doing it for a paycheck. Um, but getting to incorporate it, like, you know, creating the different types of sessions that I want to do yeah. and not doing the ones that I don't want to do and I'm happy to pass those along to other photographers, um, which I think the photography community is, you know, a very loving space mm -hmm. um, because we're, you know, we do try to support each other however we can because it is an art and no two artists are the same. Yeah. Um, but that's when I saw what you were doing. I had actually talked to someone else about a job too and just, I think I felt like I was just kind of spinning my wheels where yeah. I was. Um, which thankfully I got out when I did because the market crashed. The market <laughs> crashed, I would say. But, you know, not that that's funny or anything, but it was just really good timing. I saw what you were doing. I've never really been scared to take a chance. So I was like, I mean, the worst thing she could tell me is no. Right. Well, and you told me, and you're like, I said, hey, are you growing your <laughs> teeth anytime soon? And you said, why? And I was like, I'm interested. <laughs> And I think I was just shocked that you were interested. I think that's like, it wasn't like a necessarily a bad thing. No, I was like, I take it that way. where the hell is this coming from? Because I, I knew that you were working for the title company. I knew you did photography. But then it was like, this is kind of genius because we partnered together with the brand photography. Mm -hmm. So those of you that don't know, she handles all of our photography, all of my photography, 
handle clients, photography. Personally, professional. Personally, professional. Yeah, she just finally got that on the books. I finally got her family photos after Willie was six months old and he's now two and a half. Um, but it's a, a huge asset because brand photography is huge in the world of marketing. And especially when you're trying to grow your business and you're trying to utilize it on social media. Um, talk about why this is something that is essential to businesses to utilize if they have it. And then how often would you recommend for them to get a re like a redo of their brand shoot? So everything now is visual. Um, I feel like even, you know, when we're posting videos, people are reading captions more than they're listening to them. Um, of course, you know, being on a podcast, we have that people still listening. I mean, listen, please listen. <laughs> but I think visually, like, and it doesn't have to be so staged. Like, that's a more of lifestyle branding, I would yes. say. Um, anything that looks too cold or too um, staged yeah, is not, especially for small business owners, to me, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, and it has to show who you are. That's why whenever I talk to people about their brand photography, it's like, I can't, it's not just the same for every situation. So like some situations may require more than one location because they have two different parts of their business yeah, or whatever. But why it's important is because, and this is why I think I'm so good at brand photography. And I'm not, no, just tell us patting my own yeah. but I think it's because my marketing and my degree, I mean my um, degree and my background's in marketing. So I know how to, tell a story that's business and like promotional through an image yeah, and through photographs versus capturing. So like whenever I'm doing family photos, of course I'm posing and, you know, instructing and prompting people to do certain things. But a lot of what I'm getting in family photos is the in-between moments. Yeah. Which is when people photograph my family, that's, ho- that's what I want is because it's a pose oh, and then you get what's in between. And sometimes, you know, you might walk away from a session and go like, did we get anything? Did you have toddlers or whatever? But there's always stuff in between. But for businesses, you can you can direct a little bit more. And so you get the directed photos, the intentional photos, and then you get the in-betweens that are also structured too for content. Mm-hmm. So stock imagery, I hate because it's not you. It's not your business. Right. Now, sometimes that's all we have to work with and we we make do, but I love when our clients agree and are on board with doing a brand shoot because I know what we're going to be talking about for them. And I know that to give our account managers what they need to be successful, they have to have content. Yeah. So if you're going out video and if I'm going out videoing, if our video team's going out, like, I mean, taking pictures, if our video team's going out, then we're going to... We've like created it to say this is what we need, this is why we need it, and this is how we're gonna use it. Yeah. Um, and it's not even for people that we're doing social media management for, but any other businesses too. You know, a dentist office and a hair salon are gonna need different types of photos. Yes. A dentist office that only sees adults is gonna need different photos than a dentist office that sees children. Right. So it's the thought process behind it. I think it's what makes me good at executing and delivering my clients, our clients, a good product that they can use for social media and marketing. Purposes. Yeah, I think it's a plus that you have now become a 
a social media expert in the sense of what these <clears throat> clients necessarily need to showcase for their consumer. And you easily right. help them because they're like, I don't know. And right. so how it evolves is how you shoot your brand photography now, mm -hmm. especially on the personability side, even if it is a business. Yes. And she does shoot all my stuff. So I do know that she's bossy, but in a good way. That's very direct. But also your images always come out freaking phenomenal. And, and like she said, we have a team where we go in and we tell the client, like, <coughs> when's the last time you did a brand shoot or a brand video or whatever the case may be? Like, where's your brand assets and how long has it been since they've been updated? And at this point in time for them to even be successful in social or any type of marketing, we always try to recommend like photography or videography or whatnot. How often would you recommend a brand to redo their photos? Every year. Every year. Yeah. Even sometimes, I say every year at a minimum. Yeah. Um, and that's just kind of like your overhaul. I think the way I do it personally is I like to develop a relationship with people that like, so we go in and we do like a big one. And then if you start offering a new service, like we can custom package for that new service. Um, my big thing is for people with websites is when you're doing your brand photography, make sure you hire a photographer that you know they're going to be able to come back and produce that same image if you get two new hires. Yes. yes. Because yeah, that drives me absolutely crazy when people's headshots do not match. I get it. Budgets are there. Businesses have budgets. Um, but even if you, you know, don't work with me, like, in your area, in my area, whatever, just hire someone that can come back and say, if you come back to photograph in two months, if I've hired someone else, if I've hired two or three more people, that their headshots are going to match the rest of my team. That's important to me. I just think that a lot of times people, if you're going to spend the money on it, spend the money on it in the right way, yeah. especially because just like everyone's always said, it's the first impression that matters. So mm -hmm. Marketing is huge, and a lot of people dismiss it for some apparent reason, and that's like the first thing they cut. I've lived that, obviously, around that my whole life. Um, yes. But it's essential, especially in the same time, and obviously to be on social, and to just have it to where people can understand who you are as a human through photography or videography or social, and what your values are and your mission is, and what's driving you to provide the best service or product. So right. I would say... That having Heather and hiring Heather to shoot your brand photography, you're getting two in one because you're always probably going to get me, my brains, and hers because she's learned from it. She's in it every day. She's been with us now a year. But she has a great marketing background, so it actually helps too. But we live and breathe in social media. And so we know the marketing medium that you have to have for your business and how often and effective that you need to do things in order to be seen by your consumer. And another thing on that, not just how to use them or like making sure they're usable for stock imagery <coughs> excuse me one of my big things is photographing and delivering a product that can that is you can put words on yes so like i'm not gonna just it's all about like the crops and you know having that negative space too that you wouldn't necessarily have for family photos yeah. because it would be weird because you're not making a graphic or a flyer of that and it's not just for digital reasons too it's for you're printing out flyers if you still do um, print marketing. I mean, it's all there. You know, having the space and the intentional positioning for your brand. Yeah, and it's an investment for sure, especially like when we hit clients or even new clients with all of our packages at one time. But in the grand scheme of things, 
you invest in this and you mm-hmm. can get uh, one client depending on the, the prices that you charge mm-hmm. or two or three, then that's it covers your investment. Right. And now you have this for a year, like you said. If my recommendations, if I can make one, I'm not a photographer, but I would recommend if you're a personal brand, do it twice a year. If you can, if it your budget allows or that you can do the investment just because like as me as a personal brand and as, as you shot photos of me, I'm just like, wow, I can't believe we waited so long to shoot our second round of photography because we, I feel like we've been using the same photos forever. But I think that helps with the variety and capture yes. it really in your element to if you are a laid back human and you're in sweats, make sure you you photograph like you photograph some of that. And if you dress up, like get your personality always, through photos. I always tell people I'm like, depending on what they do, of course I'm. If someone is in sweats all day, like that is their job. They work for a gym. I'm not gonna have them wear a business suit. Yeah. Um. But if I think we're all kind of at that level now where it's like. We don't always dress up. I mean, sometimes I forget how to dress because I work from home. Yeah. <laughs> or I just don't care. But I'll have dressy, kind of your middle middle ground where, like, you could still go to a meeting like that, but you could also just, like, maybe be comfortable, lunch with your friend, whatever. And then something that's, like, you would consider casual but still put together, obviously not pajamas. But... It gives like a huge variety and that that's all done in one shoot. And I think also look, I mean, if someone's only doing family portraits, that's their thing. You know, mine's a, a mix. I think I don't prefer one or the other. I think I can get a little more creative with brand stuff. And I think that's a, you know, that goes without saying. But make sure that their editing style matches your business yes because sometimes editing styles it could be more more geared towards you know family photos or whatever and that doesn't always transfer well to um you know brand imagery yeah so you can i kind of have to adapt to the brand too because sometimes i don't edit the same way that i would edit a family photo right and that's all like when you look at my instagram i wouldn't say that everything looks the same and i beat myself up over that for years because i'm like are all my photos supposed to look the same? No. But then I'm like, no, I don't want them to. Right. I want each session I walk into, yeah, I have a base in like the same way that I shoot. That's just my style, but I don't want them to look the same. Because then your brand's gonna look just like someone else's. Yeah, we're going. Yeah. I wanna ask you, uh, if you could go back and do it all over again, would you have started sooner chasing your dreams? Or do you feel like no, no regret? No, 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 because I would always wonder. Yeah, what? So had I stayed with Sherman Golf, I love them. They will always be one of my favorite jobs. Um, I said one of my. Okay, and I learned a lot there. I met so many great people there because I worked there. So I met my husband. Like, I don't regret any steps taken in my career whatsoever. Had I not gone to that larger health, um, you know, health system, I would have wondered. Was that because you look around and you see people that you graduated high school with and they're, you know, director of this, blah, blah, blah of this, you know, and you start to compare yourself and you're like, should I be there? Like, here I am working for a small office where, like, I loved it and I was so happy, but you get in your head a little bit too and you you think, oh no, should I be climbing the ladder? And then yeah. I climbed the ladder and I jumped straight off of it because I was like, this is not for me. Yeah. And I had to fall back in love with photography. 
I loved it. I was, I mean, it was my major in college. But then it turned into a job. But then I was like, oh no, I'm not ready for this. Yeah. Like, I didn't think it was going to be this way. I learned a lot about, I mean, it was fun. But at the end of the day, I mean, I changed my major. Yeah. So, and I changed it to marketing because I saw the opportunity to be creative and have a business, some sort of business background. So I guess was I always kind of working towards this? Probably. But I had to step away from it for a little bit. And sometimes you have to do that. But I want to touch back on a little bit of what you just said about the comparison game. Because, one, social media makes you do that even more now. Because it's heightened mm-hmm. in and it's literally picture perfect of what people want you to see. Yes. And a lot of the people that are going to be listening to this are women or, um, I mean, maybe some guys I doubt it but women and whether they're a mom or they're climbing the corporate ladder or they think they want to climb the corporate ladder or hell they might even be in college listening to this trying to figure out what direction that they should go in and our reality is this is don't compare your life to someone else's don't compare the title that you have the way you do your job to someone else's because you don't know their story their journey if they love it if they don't you could ultimately be making more money than them in the position that you're in just because you don't have that title and they could be miserable. And you don't right. know if that's what God wants you to have. So, like, I believe that, yes, in the eight years I was in the oil and gas industry, I loved it in the beginning. It was mm-hmm. a great job. I would get to ride on a private jet. I would literally leave whenever I wanted. It was just amazing. I was just traveling all the time. And then I had a family and things shift. But do I regret doing that? No. Because it has built who I am today. Where Was the journey hard? Yes. And were there times where I was like, I'm about to just accept that this is the life? But it's not. So to everyone out there that is listening, just accept the journey that you're on and know that there is something bigger if you are willing to put in the work and take risk and follow your dreams. Because if anything, like Heather said, I'm a mom too of boys. And if I can't, or it doesn't matter if they're boys or girls, if you can't look at your kids in their face and say, I chased my dreams, then you really have, how are they going to be motivated to chase theirs? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying, I say this a lot, but I'm not saying make irrational decisions and go take a risk or whatever. I remember literally bringing an Excel document to my husband saying, like, I can leave corporate. This is my, like, everything to prove. And, like, there's times where you have to make sure your finances are in order. You have to make sure certain things are in order before those risks are taken or before that you can actually make a jump or do whatever you're looking to do. But just don't let comparison stop you, people's opinions stop you, or anything roadblock getting your way because ultimately like you said you had to let go of something that you love to fall back in love with it mm-hmm. and I think that that's very essential for people to hear because they're like this is what I thought I should be doing but it yeah. ultimately could be what you're supposed to be doing but you had a different path to lead you there so yeah I'm glad that you shared that yeah I mean I get like there might be hang-ups too like it wasn't an easy decision you know you think this is I don't think I would have Truthfully, I don't think I would have ever done as much photography. You know, I would have never made a jump to just do photography. Yeah. I don't I really don't know if I would have done that. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty big jump. I mean, it's hard to just go for something and not have like guaranteed income. Yeah. I mean, you certainly can't get there, but it's a lot. I mean, the behind the scenes of photography, like for like you know, one of my best friends is a photographer, and, like, she's creating, I mean, I am too, but I don't create that much content for myself because it's not my sole source of income. So I understand, like, there's realities there, too. So you might look at someone and say, like, she has such a great job. 
She gets to, you know, do whatever she wants. She gets to work from home. You know, she has unlimited maternity leave, but like also she doesn't. You don't. You know, and if she listens leave. to this, she knows. <laughs> you know, it's like she'll know who I'm talking about, but like she's wonderful at what she does. She's an amazing family photographer. Her name's Elena Doty. She's awesome. She does, you know, she's done our newborn. She's done maternity pictures of me. Like she's wonderful, but like, she was texting me earlier. She's like creating, like she's planning out her content. Like Elena's not a social media manager. Right. You know, she's doing what she has to do for her business. Mm -hmm. But what she does is she wants to take photos and she wants to edit photos and she wants to deliver them to her clients. What she, what she other does, what else she does is taxes, just like I do and whatever, you know, it's, you know, she doesn't have health insurance. Obviously she has through her husband, you know, I have health insurance with my husband, but like it's not always just an easy jump. But it's worth it. It's hella worth it. It's worth it. It's not like you can just say, Hey, I'm leaving. Thanks for the health insurance. Thanks for all these things. I knew I was gonna get a paycheck. Yeah. But I'm just gonna, you know, roll out and it's like the reality is not always visible to the surface because you just see like, oh, um, Heather's in a session and you know, now she's at lunch and and they're doing this. I'm like, no, I don't go to an office every day. But I chose that. Yeah. Like, and I line myself up with you because I knew that that's the path I wanted my career to be in. I've never been this productive in my life. Ever. Ever. So all I'm of speaking my, on me too, but you. So all <laughs> of my past employers, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't work this hard. Because now she works. There's times I literally text her husband, I'm like, can you just hide her computer? I don't think you know that. I told him, I texted him, I was like, please just hide her computer tonight. Like, tell her to just chill and like, go it's hide hard. her computer. It is hard because you you become so, you're so passionate about it. And it's it's different, you know? Like, when you work for someone, like, I don't want to do the back-end stuff that you do. I don't. I have to do enough with photography. I never want to touch it on a larger scale, like, how do you employ it, whatever. But, like, when you see people that are literally one-woman shows, Go give them a hug. Go give them a hug. It's not as easy it's as you think it is. Running a business or being, or just in business or doing things where the income is coming to you and then now you have to be the office manager, administrative, mm-hmm. HR, tax, CPA lady, like all those right. things, it's not easy on top of doing what you love. So like, right. just like you said, like I barely create anymore. Like I have now a team that creates. I started this to create because I love to create for business. But now I just like, okay, well, I have to do the business side of it. Right. And so it sometimes it does just turn into a job. I mean, I love it. I mean, no matter how mm-hmm. many times I get in my own head, I get tired just like anyone else that's in this. But it is not what it looks like on the outside. You have to really understand it. And I'm an open book, and I'm sure Heather would be too. If you wanted to genuinely have a conversation about what it looks like to run a business or what it looks like to take a risk or to really – Put your family out there on the line because you are taking a risk now. You are a mom. I'm a mom. We are married. We're not a wife that doesn't contribute. We contribute. It's both financial. So it's like whatever I do has to be agreed upon together. And we also know that it's a huge risk for our family, which is fine. But you just, it is doable. It is possible. And in the world that we live in today, there's so much opportunity for you to thrive and do what you love instead of being stuck. If you were in corporate and you want to climb that ladder, then climb that damn ladder. That is your dream. That is your goal. So now figure out how do you become a CEO? How do you become a badass in that corporation that you're in? Because that's what you want to do. Or 
how do I leave corporate to become a photographer or to open my own business or do whatever you want to do, become an influencer. Like it is okay to chase your dreams because everything that you want to do is doable if you put your mind to it. And so I'm going to pause just to make sure we're still recording. That's so good. This is better than Way good. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because I know he doesn't have much storage. I don't know. Um, this looks, we only have like 10 minutes. <coughs> but I think another thing about the creative line of work is pricing. Oh, yeah. Um, that's one of the hardest things for me is pricing. And, you know, you start out, I feel like I've been reasonably priced. I feel like I still am. Um, and I think just being able to get to the point where, like, you no longer let people dictate what your prices yes. are. Um, and maybe, like, creating that standard. Like, for instance, this is something that I will constantly harp on. A mini session is determined by the photographer. Period. Yeah. In my, in, in, of the majority. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Some yeah. people offer mini sessions. That's great. But a mini session is determined by the photographer. What is a mini session? It's, like, Five or more sessions stacked back to back at one location, same day, right then and there. You come to me, I've, I've created that. Yeah. You know, so it's a lot of times it's, well, do you have a mini session? It's like, no, this is what I charge. You have to stick to that because the second you start waving from that is the second they tell their friends. And then now you're the entrepreneur and you're the person that goes down on their prices. Oh, God, yes. And then that's kind of what you become. So that's why it's, it is hard. I still get people that ignore proposals. This is what it is. But I get people that don't. And right. I get people that book me. And that's just how this goes. I think, too, what what happens is this, because I struggled with this in the beginning. Because, like, when you're starting, you get scared. It literally takes over. It takes over your body. It takes over your mindset. And you're like, holy shit, I took this risk. I need all the clients that I can get. And being a business and speaking on behalf of both of us at this, the point of, like, you, start, you have to start somewhere. But... If you don't determine, like, your value and your, like, hardcore stuff to it, God has you. You are doing what you're supposed to be doing at this point to the point of know your worth, put your price tag on it, and there will be people that do it. And the people that do it will understand your value and trust you and let you do the job. If there are people beating you up for pricings from the beginning before you sign a contract, they will never be your ideal client ever. And you're going to be miserable. You're going to have problems. You're going to terminate the contract. You're it's going to be miserable, and then you're going to be undercharging the value of what you're doing, yeah. and then you're going to be working more. Now, don't get me wrong. I did sessions for free back in the day. When you started. Yeah, when I started. Like, I was like, please, let me photograph you. Well, that's okay. Because I, I wanted the experience, yes. and I was in a position where, like, I didn't have a child yet. Like, I wasn't married yet, so it was, let me do this for you. Let right. me gift you with this so that I can gain more knowledge. Because I wasn't even sure that I wanted to pick it back up. Right. I mean, I worked for a wedding photographer in college. I worked in her studio. Like, we did so much stuff. I knew that I didn't want to do weddings. I knew that from working with her. I loved working with her. But that was never going to be for me. Yeah. Um, And, like, I will occasionally shoot a small wedding for someone that I really like. Yeah. If, if I tell you, you no, it doesn't mean you don't like yeah. it. Yeah. But it has to be small and it has to just not. I'm not a wedding photographer. I'm never going to try to be one. Yeah. yeah. And I think. I remember someone told me this, and I remember it like it was yesterday, and they said, they looked me dead in the face and said, you will get to a point in your career where you you choose who you work with. Yeah. And you set your standard. 
So going back on what you just said, like in the beginning, it's understandable to fluctuate, mm-hmm. but you do have to have pricing. And I was like that until somebody looked it's at me hard. and said, you have to have pricing. You have to have tiers because when people start talking, they're going to lose trust in you because why are you charging this person one thing or charging mm-hmm. someone else another? And so I started that. And then in a year, I up my pricing. And then a year later, I up my pricing. Yeah. And so the thing is, like, Henry, <laughs> me and Heather had this conversation last week. You were sending, was it last week or the week before? I don't know. You were sending proposals, and I was like, you have to up your prices. Yeah. And it scared you because you were like, well, what if they say no? And I was like, okay, well, what if they say yes? Yeah. And so now if they say yes, which I think they will, if they say <laughs> yes, that – you now set the bar. That is now your brand photography yeah. photos, and that is how much you charge, period. Yeah. End of discussion, and now we go up from there. Now, look, I'm realistic. I'm not going to charge someone. I'm not going to charge a person that's a team of two. Right. The same that I would charge a full business brand shoot yes. headshots of every employee there, and there's 15 people. That's not realistic. Like, excuse me. And, and I'll always be that way. You know, but, like, there are, like you said, tears. Like, you have to have some sort of guideline or else you don't look credible no and losing your when you lose your credibility that's it done you have one reputation go back to corporate i'm kidding (laughs) kidding okay as we wrap up because we have to skedaddle because this was an impromptu podcast but it's actually a really good one i'm loving it you're killing it you're doing great even though your armpits are probably sweating um one last question and you probably know what this is because they asked it to me um, in my brand video, and I freaked out and cried. Um, you can cry if you want, but no one's cried yet since I've asked it, and it's kind of sad because I'm just emotional. If you could go back and tell little girl Heather one thing, what would you tell her? Oh, gosh. Stop worrying about everything. Just stop worrying about every little. Easier said than Maybe trust God and stop worrying about everything. Get big. Let go of God. That's it. Well, thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you. <laughs> I know the love. I've, I've been waiting to hold the microphone. If you aren't watching this on YouTube, you totally should. If not, just listen to it as far as you drive. But thank you so much for tuning in. If you like this episode, share it, save it, comment, do all the things you're supposed to do to help this podcast be boosted. Let us know if you like it. Share on social. Tag us. And until next week, let's freaking get it. Bye.